ASMR channel. Oh my god. <laughs> Guys, you would not believe what just happened. <laughs> Alright, so we've been talking. We pretty much like uh did our podcast. Yeah. <laughs> but we only got 12 minutes of it. So, <laughs> there, so scratch that. We're just going to restart, guys. Uh, take two. Take two. Um, 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 this is Sydney Foringer. Hi. Yes. Um, and you are listening to Philip on Facts. <laughs> yep. There you go. Brought to you by your host, the one and only. Philip Tori. Yay. Um... But yeah, we went through our whole little list. So we basically know what we're going to talk about. Yeah. <laughs> but we're going to do almost a spit up version mm -hmm. and not more of a... Because we're speaking facts. Speaking facts. Yeah. It would be a shame for you guys not to hear the knowledge we're about to be dropping on you. <laughs> but um, a little bit about Sydney. Uh, she goes to art school in Savannah. And uh, we've been friends for like... Over seven years. Yeah, a crazy amount of time. Yeah, a long, long, long time. And, uh, yeah, let's, uh, we're gonna restart. <laughs> and we're back. I hope everybody had a great, uh, holiday, um, experiences with, uh, whatever you celebrate. And I hope everybody has. What's that? It's red. What is it? Oh, they're. Usually it's they're white. Candy. Whoa, sorry guys. It's a Christmas holiday spirit. Yeah, what's going on with Mel? But I hope everybody's doing well and uh, thanks for tuning in to this episode and uh, let's get into it. Yeah. Personal experience. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, how has uh, your personal experience shaped your understanding of the world? <clears throat> Oh gosh, it's even harder the second time to think about the answer to this question. <laughs> my personal experience shaped my view of the world. Mm -hmm. <coughs> oh, it's so hard because my personal experience is like so broad. Okay. Like I've experienced a lot and everyone's is different. So I guess, I don't know. How do you uh, tell that to you? But trust. Uh, it's very different. Yeah, I guess everyone... I don't know, guys. My brain isn't working for this question right now. We're gonna redo this. Okay. <laughs> no, you're good. My personal experience is shaped by the things that I went through that made me the person I am today. Yeah. Yeah, I just bullshitted an answer. <laughs> so how would uh, how would your personal experience help you understand the world? Like, how does your personal experience help you understand the world? What does some what the situations it, you've been in like help you deal with the situations in front of you? Because your brain pulls from your past knowledge. So would you say uh, you studying abroad and experiencing other cultures and experiencing other places on the world has uh, expanding your understanding of the world? Yeah, for sure. Putting myself in different situations that you wouldn't normally put yourself in have definitely shaped a broader understanding. Because you see how many, how much people are different. Grammar was good enough. <laughs> uh, 
I feel like my ex my uh, personal experiences are very unique. Well, I feel like personal experiences to the individual are unique because no two are alike. And the way I was, well, first I was born in Russia and then adopted. So I had a whole culture shock, a whole new language and mm -hmm. growing up trying to learn the American way. That right there gave me a whole different side of like understanding the world. Yeah, I couldn't imagine going through that. <laughs> uh, it's, I've, I see the world in a complete different light than most people do. And I've seen the dark and I've seen the light. And so the world isn't really as black and white as most people portray. And so I feel like my perspective has really given me a great understanding of right now, at least of uh, how the world works and is operated. Yeah, for sure. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you had something to say. <laughs> uh, I was thinking about something to say, but it didn't formulate my brain. Okay. Relationships. And this is in general with uh, friends, family, spouses, but the importance of understanding and considering different perspectives in a relationship. Um, what are some tips for effective communicative uh, communication and like conflict reason, results, really resolutions? Both <laughs> Reading is uh, amazing right now. <laughs> um, what would you say is some good uh, practice for relationships? In any format. Being consistent about communication. Being consistent in communication. You don't need to talk when there's just a problem. I think you need to talk about everything and have that open line going. So when there is a problem, it's easier to solve. I see. I see. Have more of a, a foundation so it's mm -hmm. easier to communicate. Yeah. Um, you could have a... You could do... A, Enhanced empathy, basically trying to under and understand someone's emotional aspect of a situation mm -hmm. to the best of your ability. Um, and that one, I, I feel like is hard for me, especially the emotional aspect is difficult. Like I can logically put myself in someone's shoes, but mm -hmm. then my mind will logically try to get myself out of it. Yeah. So, but if I have to add in an emotional aspect to it, it's very difficult to try to logically work your way out of that. Uh, I think you should just logically think how those emotions would come into play. Like you can, if you're sad and someone's talking to you or, and that makes you angry and you yell at them, you lash out because of your emotions. Logically, that wasn't the thing to do, but you can think, oh, I get they acted that way because they were feeling this way. That played into it as well. So I think you don't have to, feel that emotion for them but you have to understand the emotion what caused it and then why and why how they act affecting on them yeah yeah i, I think that's more of like a way to think about it resolving resolved conflict mm -hmm. by considering different perspectives you may be able to find common ground and resolve conflict in a more productive and harmonious way yeah so like putting yourself in their shoes mm -hmm. in, a, in a way yeah oh resolving concrete Taking other people's 
Like, you need to know both sides of a story. Yeah. And, like, one side could be right, or the other side could be right, or both sides could be right, and someone just has a misunderstanding. Mm-hmm. I'll take a look at something else. And I just feel like... I'm trying to find it. Mm. Oh, no. I, I lost the train of thought. Yeah, we have to take time to consciously see their side of things it's very easy especially when you're close to somebody to just kind of think about you and disregard it but um i think just being actively participant in that it helps to understand the conflict more right is that what we're still talking about yeah we're still talking about conflicts um Here are some uh, tips and effective communications and conflict resolutions. You can practice uh, active listening, mm-hmm. as you were saying. You can use I statements mm-hmm. to help you more not blame or accuse someone mm-hmm. of a certain action. Um, like, I feel hurt when you do X. Like, you want to use something like that will give them an understanding of how you feel in a certain situation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, putting yourself first, kind of... Because if I said, when you... It always triggers the Call me a bitch, then (laughs) I want to cry. But instead of being like, I want to cry when you call me a bitch. (laughs) (laughs) Um, They're more likely to listen. It's a bad example. But they're more likely to listen when you put yourself first, instead of you come off. You want to be... Oh my gosh, I can't believe you did this. You're being so mean to me, like... It's just judgmental, and they're it's like, a different, why do I want to listen to that? It's a different perspective on how you uh, allow yourself to... Uh, you said this earlier, being vulnerable. Mm-hmm. You're allowing yourself to be vulnerable so that the person knows that, hey, I'm not trying to accuse you. Yeah, for sure. I'm just trying to be like, let's get on the same pace of understanding. Yeah, you're just trying to articulate those emotions and feelings and things you want to say. You can seek to understand make an effort to understand the perspective of the other person and try to see things from their point of view basically just stepping into their shoes and mm-hmm. list, act using active listening and trying to understand where they're coming from yeah um, you don't like if someone is trying to tell you something and then you go in like oh yeah and I did this like that but you're not really listening mm-hmm. because you're already trying to say the next thing yeah you want to fully be present into what that person says so you can give them like okay well I, I see you feel this about this way uh, but how do you feel about this so you want to yeah you want to have more of a open-mindedness and not a revert to answer mm-hmm. um, I feel like that would be a way to seek understanding yeah for sure this is um something i have struggled with in the past is when i look to solve a problem and i'm talking to them and i have so much i want to say and i'm thinking about what i want to say to them that i'm not fully listening to what they're saying to me because i don't want to lose what i want to say but it's worth it just stumbling on your words for a second to get it figured out um but yeah we're gonna move over to creativity. Mm. Discuss the role that creativity plays. Oh my goodness. 
Discuss the role that perspective plays in creativity. Yeah, perspective is all of creativity. I think creativity is how you look at things. Creativity is how you look at things. So perspective is... Perspective is the... Would you say the terminology of how creativity is seen? That was so confusing. Perspective mm -hmm. is the way you look at something. Mm -hmm. Creativity is the aspect of which you express yourself. That is a form of creativity, is expression. Okay. I think creativity plays into how you will look at things as well. Like, um, I'm trying to find like a good example. What are you looking for? My coffee. Right oh. <laughs> <laughs> um. I'm just hard to like put into words. Cause I've never thought about this before. It's so crazy. Um. The, when you look at something, obviously you perceive it one way, and that's your perspective on it. And then if you wanna say it's like a obstacle, something you're trying to get over. There's multiple ways to go about it, I guess, and you can use creative thinking, critical thinking, to think of a new way. You know, I think it comes into the decision making more than like the outlook. You think perspective comes into the decision making? Oh. No, the perspective is how you see it. Uh, the creativity comes into the decision making and how you react to it. I see. So perspective plays a significant role in creativity as mm -hmm. it allows us to see things in a new and different ways and mm -hmm. to come up with original ideas and solutions. Yeah. By oh, you said it better than I. That's what I was trying to say. <laughs> By changing our perspectives, we can break free from controversial thinking and explore new possibilities. Mm -hmm. You agree with that statement? Yeah. Here are some ways to help cultivate creative thinking. Uh, mindset. You can embrace novelty by seeking out new experiences and embrace new challenge, uh, new changes as things can help to, as this can help to stimulate creativity. So like seeking new experiences, like going to a new restaurant that you've never been to. Um, like for example, your work. Is this filming? Yes. Okay. Uh, like your work. I never went to that place, the pizza place you work at. <laughs> That was an interesting place. Like I definitely was like looking around. I was like, there's a lot of wild west aspect. I should have told you the love story that goes behind our place. There's a love story that goes behind There's you. a whole story that goes into like all the architecture and everything. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. That's nifty. Yeah. Um, I'll give you a rundown real quick. <laughs> so Earl, it's called Earl's. Um, Earl was, it's a fantasy story, but that's what we're going with. <laughs> so Earl was in World War II. And he found himself in Italy where he fell in love with Isabella. Mm -hmm. And he was like, Isabella, I want to take you to back home with me. Like, I love you. I want to get married. Let's go. And she was like, no. <laughs> <laughs> I love Italy too much. I can't leave my culture. And he's like, well, then we'll just bring your culture there. Like, we'll do that. And so um, all the... So she said yes, eventually, and then they started the restaurant. So all the trunks and everything was all her cooking stuff that she brought over. Like, that's what she put it in. All, we had Italian plates because all the cooking aspect of it is all Isabella. That's all Isabella's doing in the kitchen. She just wanted to make her food. She wanted to make pizza. She wanted to make pasta. She wanted to be Italian. And Earl was this World War II guy. That's why we have all the military stuff everywhere, all the very industrial farm-like things hanging. Um, we also give the biggest military discount. 
in this cool. area. So yeah. Nifty. Yeah. You never knew that. That's exciting. Uh, you can encourage divergent thinking. Practice thinking outside the box and consider multiple solutions to a problem. Yes. It's a way to uh, cultivate creative mindsets. Um, thinking outside the box doesn't necessarily have to be so hard to like, you don't need to overthink it. Mm-hmm. Like thinking outside the box might be like, uh, I don't know how to put it. Like for me, my podcast is about experience and uh, about my personal experience. And then I'll have these episodes where I invite a guest over mm-hmm. to talk about your experiences mm-hmm. because every personal's every person experiences their own personal perspective. Yeah. So it's a unique way of how I I think outside the box by allowing myself to talk about interests that are so like for example most of my stuff I talk about are philosophical viewpoints mm-hmm. that is my way of thinking outside the box because mm-hmm. I want to take in other methods of how other people saw the world mm-hmm. and that's my version of it um, you can practice mindfulness by increasing the uh, cre- oh, mindfulness can help to increase creativity by uh Fostering a sense of openness and uh, present moment awareness. So like how you hold a cup of water, how you drink, how you shake someone's hand, how you open a door, how you get into a car, how you walk, how you stand in a social crowd. Mm -hmm. These are like mindfulness uh, things you can consider to help you open up your creativeness yeah um as i said earlier it's like the purpose and intent that you put behind and how you want to be portrayed and like actively thinking about that very very much so like i actively think about um oh gosh like if i'm ever like eating somewhere i'm very actively thinking like is my posture is my posture straight or am I leaning over like an old man like that's the stuff I think about and it's really funny because I'll catch myself and I'll be like oh my goodness <laughs> okay, at least you change it I see it and I'm like uh, taking breaks is highly recommended uh, for cultivating creativity but it's also to just like if you get stuck or like get a mind block mm-hmm. you gotta go take a break um, I personally enjoy walking. It gives me a form of uh, relief. Some stress can get out of there. Are you yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but taking breaks uh, engages in activities that are unrelated to your work and can help you refresh your mind and stimulate uh, creativity. Like, sure. if you're working on a project, Maybe go and, uh... If your brain isn't doing what it needs to do, don't do it. Yeah. Take the time. Take the time to... Also, one thing that, like, I've learned that helps with creativity is, like, being comfortable in boredom. Yes. Because letting your mind wander is healthy. Exactly. And if you're always doing something, then you don't really have time to think. That's true. So be bored. It's okay to be bored once in a while. Uh... And when I say bored, I don't mean scroll on TikTok. 
<laughs> yeah, that would definitely. I mean, that might help you with the creative mindset. You might see something. I mean, if you're looking for like inspiration, if but you're... if you're trying to take a break, don't just move on to another task that uses brain power. Yeah. Like you need to let your brain relax. It's a muscle. Mm-hmm. Or switch gears. Yeah. Like a lot of um, one of a lot of my friends and advice living in art school is like, if you're working on a project and you hit a wall, it's not working. Um, have another project to the side. We have so many projects, <laughs> but one that's different. So say you're writing a paper over here and your brain's just like, oh, words aren't coming right now. Then go splash paint on this thing right now and like totally switch. So it's polar opposites. The like different sides of your brain are working. Can have that. Learning a new square, square. No, <laughs> learning a new skill. Acquiring new skills and knowledge can help you stimulate creativity and expand your creativity, creative horizons. Yeah. I feel like, like school was never a, my favorite place, mm-hmm. but learning was something I never stopped doing. Mm-hmm. Like. I don't want to be told what to learn. Mm-hmm. I want to learn that stuff that's going to be interesting to me or help me with my stuff. Yeah. Um, I like to learn stuff that are intriguing, that uh, stimulates my curiosity. That uh, I don't know. I like to any skill that you can learn, that's small, big, or whatever, can help you. And acquiring new ways of seeing things. Uh, I mean, I think you said it best earlier. Just having a toolbox that you can pull from. Yeah. Expand your toolbox so you have more things to use. Or toy box, whatever you want to call it. Go play with toys. (laughs) You gotta remember that creativity is not a fixed trait. Mm -hmm. But rather a skill that can be developed and nourished. By adapting a creative mindset and cultivating your creative abilities, you can unlock your full potential. And what we mean by full potential, you can never actually reach your full potential. I feel like you're always going to be striving to get to the next level and uh, whatever aspect you're trying to grow in. Yeah, there's always more. There's always more. Like, oh, I'm sure even Da Vinci was still figuring shit out. Yeah, most likely. (laughs) (laughs) Personal growth. Explore the role that perspective plays in personal growth and discuss strategies for learning and self-improvement. How would you uh, explore your own personal growth? Explore my personal growth? Yeah. Um, Journalism is a big one. Yeah. Self-reflection ways to think about it should i actively do that more probably <laughs> <laughs> um, you can uh you just said reflect mm-hmm. uh take time to reflect on your experiences both negative and positive and consider how they have shaped your perspective and understanding of the world oh my God, really um, reflection is just one of those things where it's like like journaling for example what she said is um you can always write stuff down that your mind is just rampantly going through all the time. Mm-hmm. And uh, when I first ju- started journaling, I was under the impression like, oh, you need to write sentences, you need to write this and that. Like, a lot of mine's bullet points. Yeah, just write stuff down that I ate a hamburger. Mine's also like really jumbled. 
Yeah. Like, oh my god. But her brain is also really jumbled. Yeah, that's very true. <laughs> um, I'm always on her way here. But um, yeah, so reflecting on your own experience and taking time to go through the things that your mind just doesn't want to seem to let go of. Yeah, and it's at your own pace. Don't stress yourself. You don't. There's no cookie cutter way to go about it. There's like everyone is so different. Um, if you ever don't read my journal, but if you did, <laughs> like one sentence will be about one thing and then the next is completely random and then I'll go on about that and then the next one is just like back to what I was originally writing about. Like it's okay to get lost in that. It's healthy. Because it's mainly just for you to get what from, <laughs> from your brain to a piece of paper so your brain doesn't have to hold everything. It's an easier way to process it than just thinking about it. Because yes. it, it like, obviously you can think about most things, but- Writing um, also helps critical thinking. <laughs> it's a skill. It also like puts it outside of yourself and so it gives you like a tangible way to, to work on it instead of thinking there. Little oh. hamster wheel running. <laughs> <laughs> Practice mindfulness. Yeah. Yeah, that's uh that is just one of those things where it's like just be aware of your actions, how mm -hmm. how they relate to your day to day life and uh are you are you constantly thinking about how you can improve a certain task or are you constantly just like, like a mindfulness thing is like, is your mind always telling you something negative or is your mind always telling you something positive? And always look into and see like- Mine just screams at me. Well then, then be more <laughs> mindful. No, um, I totally get what you're saying though. Um, yeah, sometimes I'll find myself like, thinking negatively and you're like going down that way and you're like hold on wait a minute why am i doing this there's no need and then you just fix it yep oh gosh you try to hit pause sometimes you set goals we talked about this earlier yeah i set so many goals i set goals every single day yeah do you try to achieve them um to the best of my ability do you set specific goals or do you set goals like um I'm going to be a millionaire in five years. I do, I set all of them. Yeah. I have um, I have goals for today, tomorrow, this week, um, next month, the upcoming months, then end goals. And each of, so obviously end goal, and then all my other goals are little goals that work up to that goal. And they're kind of like mini accomplishments. Yeah. And it, for me as a person who can easily lay in bed, for weeks on end and not care. Um, writing it down helped me a lot. So like, even though I, it's goals, it's a to-do list. It's a goal in my mind, cause it's exciting, okay? It has to be exciting or else I'm not gonna do it. So checking it off and like seeing you actively doing something helps me be like, oh, yes, I can do the next thing. And so I'd be like, oh my gosh, I don't wanna do this, you know? That makes sense. Also, if you have goals and you have a to-do list like you do, and you start to check them off one by one, you're setting up motivation mm -hmm. to continue to the next one. It's exciting. It's uh, a lot of people have a, a misconception, <clears throat> I feel like, because everybody's like, oh, I need motivation to do this. Oh, I need motivation to do that. But at the end of the day, you're really not going to have the motivation to do something unless you have the disciplinary system 
to uh, continue that motivation. Like for me, I'm not always going to be motivated to write a podcast. Philip uses this trick. And I've used it a couple times. Sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. But he counts to three, and if he's not doing it by the end of it, like, it's not. like Duh. Yeah, you just go I can't for do it. it. Uh, basically, I trigger my mind. If I count down from five, and by the time I get to two, I have to get up and do it. And that is a disciplinary action because in my mind, when I got down to five, there's no stopping. I'm, I'm already... This is the plan, this is what we're doing, and this is how I'm gonna finish it. And so counting down gives me a form of mental fortitude, like a starting point. It's like jumping into a pool. Exactly, like five, four, three, two, one, go. Like it's- Yeah, I think it breaks your brain to like just do it. Yeah, and that's how also- you Stop thinking about why you don't wanna do it and you're just okay with it. And that's also how I now. wake And that's also how I wake up. I'm like, I'm laying in bed, I'm like, okay, you got three seconds, you got two seconds, get out of bed. Like, you're better than me. You're like, mm, I got two minutes. And that's, <laughs> and that's the disciplinary outcome of motivation. Like motivation is set from your disciplinary actions. Mm-hmm. And I feel like the more, the more you have, the better it's gonna be. It's still recording. I know, I just, you're feeling so weird. I was trying to see where it says it's recording. On the bottom. <laughs> Blue? No, near the near the black. Oh, uh, I see. Yeah. Cool. You ever see? You ever receive feedback? Are you one that likes to receive feedback, or are you more like feedback. skeptical of feedback? I love feedback. Cause everyone has something to say. That's true, but not everybody has something positive to say. That's fine. I love hearing all the negatives too. One time, my teacher told me that my logo looked like a Halloween store. That's that a one compliment. Cut deep. <laughs> that one cut deep. Halloween <laughs> stores are cool. I didn't want my, like, my brand should have be a Halloween store. I'm not scary. <laughs> I want to be warm and inviting. Whenever I was younger, uh, I used to hate criticism. Like I used to think it was so negative. Mm-hmm. Like it was like, oh, no one likes what I'm doing. Like, yeah. like, it was bad. Yeah. And then as I gotten older and started to take it like, a different approach or a different perspective on how criticism and feedback was a form of improvement instead of a form of discouragement mm-hmm. um, really changed how I viewed it. And now I seek it way more than I used to. Mm-hmm. And I, uh, I don't always take everyone's feedback, but I always use it in mm-hmm. conjunction with everything else. So, I feel, um, I feel like you need to have some kind of feedback though. No, for sure. Like when I got that feedback that I looked like a Halloween store, I didn't listen. I just kept the same because I liked it. <laughs> but um, it's always good, especially when I work on art and stuff to like show it to other people and be like, hey, like, what do you think? Yeah. Because most people- You did that the other day. Yeah. You call somebody. You call my friend and be like, hey, what do you think? <laughs> just make sure it's good, going well. Um, I also like just, seeing that someone else likes it you know like i go to like share it with people and i think their feedback helps me see if i'm going in the right direction with what i'm doing also because i want it to make people feel a certain way and when they feel that way so i'm like oh i'm doing something right yeah 
But they're like, I don't know. And I'm like, oh, maybe I'm doing something wrong right now. <laughs> That's not what I'm trying to get out of you. <laughs> um, would you say you've taken risks in your life? Yeah. Yeah, not like death risks, like risks. I've taken all of them. <laughs> <laughs> uh, embracing new challenges and taking risks can help you push yourself out of your comfort zone and to grow as a person. 400%. Yes. I mean, like, look at that. Like, a year ago or so, you lived in London. Mm-hmm. And then now you live in Georgia. Yeah. Like, your whole... Your risk of living by yourself in a whole new country is... Yeah, I put a risk and put a lot of money into Ethereum. <laughs> it didn't pay off. Now it's in the abyss. Yeah, <laughs> um, taking risks is something I feel everyone should try. Not every risk is going to be... Uh, not every risk is going to come out good. Like no. Most risks are going to be a failure. And failure is going to teach you how to push and to continue to grow. Right. Without failure, you can't have success. Yeah. So, whatever your success is, just a scarier way to learn. Yeah, but like the more the more you're able to risk, and the more you're able to if you bounce, bounce, try it, even if it's negative, you're never gonna do it. That's true. Like you have to just do it. I mean, Whatever it, it is, just do it. Whatever you're struggling with right now, just do it. Just do it. <laughs> just do it. Nike. We're not sponsored. <laughs> yeah. You should sponsor us. Oh my goodness. Um, yeah. But moving was obviously a risk. Definitely a big risk. Yeah. I mean, I took the big risk to come to America 17 years ago. You didn't have a choice. I didn't have a choice. But <laughs> really it was still you. a risk. <laughs> it was a risk for my family. My parents, they, <laughs> they had no idea what they were getting into. <laughs> They're like, where's going to be fun? Oh my goodness. Um, yeah. But you, you got, to- you got to get out of your comfort zone. You don't want to be comfortable. Uh, comfortability is just something that's going to bite you in the butts one day. I think you should always be healthily uncomfortable. Yeah. I think you always need to be like, obviously don't do anything stupid that like, Causes you to really hurt. It's against your morals or anything. Don't do that. But like, talk to new people. Try new things. Go new places. If you don't like it, you don't like it. That's fine. At least you tried it and you knew. And you'll have that new growth. Yeah. Like for me, I enjoy going to new restaurants and just sitting and eating by myself. And a lot of people look at me and be like, this dude, yeah, yeah, he's just like, I'm like, well, no, this gives me personal confidence Mm -hmm. that I can sit here and not have to have another person to interact with. Do you carry like a sketchbook when you do that? Like a journal? Be so a food critic. Like, yeah. <laughs> They'll bring me free food. Yeah. <laughs> but like, especially when I'm traveling, I have like, this isn't really a risk, but it's uncomfortable. Like walking up to new people, especially in a different country that doesn't speak English. Yes. Is really hard because sometimes they don't speak English. <laughs> you gotta figure it out. But, um, so it's hard. And you just gotta put yourself out there or else you're never gonna do anything that's very true like for example if i never started this podcast a year ago because of a little idea i said for myself as i want to stop journaling and want to start talking and that's what caused me to do this how to get out of my comfort zone to talk to a camera and then how to get out of comfort comfort zone to film myself into a camera so Mm -hmm. 
I feel like taking yourself out of a comfortable zone definitely makes you grow as a person. 100%. Remember that personal growth is a continuous progress mm -hmm. and it requires effort and commitment. By adapting a growth mindset and making a commitment to continuous learning and self-improvement, you can foster personal growth and development. For sure. And I think one thing to know when you start these journeys towards personal growth or just anything is not a straight line. Oh no. You fall. You go lot. down, you go up, you go sideways, you go diagonally. Sometimes you're negatives and that's okay, you know? You just gotta figure out a way to get back on the path and continue. So you whatever, can't just start and then stop. It's not gonna help. Whatever you see your end goal, continue it because that will help you go back to the path you want to find. Like for me, like I was a magician and I was a podcaster and like all these little different things have accumulated on my personal growth. Mm -hmm. And uh, if I never took a risk, uh, to start it, I wouldn't be where I am now. Yeah, and uh, everyone has to get out of their comfort zone at least once in their lifetime. I feel like. Yeah, you I got mean, you got to try it more than once, really. But I mean, you guys can look at my my school history. It's it's not a ladder. It, it, it doesn't just go straight. Like, <laughs> I I went public private school, public school, dropped out, online school, college, different country back to the states on a totally different career path that i started on yeah like it's it's been very jumpy and rocky to say the least <laughs> but it's growing and in the right direction finally so that's good that's yeah. really good yeah can you believe i was gonna be a business major yeah <laughs> she was gonna do business international business guys i can't no i saw the math that i had to take and i was like this isn't for me <laughs> Oh man, but in all in all reality, perspective, everyone everyone has their own, and everyone has their own personal growths they've gone through to mm -hmm. help them understand the world they uh, live within. And just like just yesterday, it was Christmas, and everyone has a form in a way they celebrate. Yeah. And no two celebrations are alike. Mm -hmm. And uh, I just feel like understanding yourself, first and foremost, will help you understand a lot of other people in the long run. Mm -hmm. I think, yeah, being comfortable in yourself allows you to look at through other people. In a way. Yeah. Like, I think if you're unsure of yourself and you don't know anything about your own life, then... Obviously, it's going to get harder to look at other people's and try to figure it out. Definitely. Like, Definitely. you're just confusing yourself. So, you got to make sure you're okay first before you start checking on other people. Yeah. It's crazy. But, take risks. Be more, mo be more uh, mindful of your actions. Create a discipline. Because discipline will create motivation. And think outside the box. Yeah, think outside the box. <laughs> Look at yourself differently. Um, Ask why. <laughs> There's your wrap up. Be open to curiosity. There you go. Like, have that child mindset. Like, 
Whenever you were a kid, you were always curious. You always wanted to look at something. You always wanted to pick something up. You would always <laughs> want to figure out what it does. And you always wanted to ask questions. You always wanted to know what this does, what that does. Yeah, it's okay to be curious and not know things because this is your first time living this life. Yeah. And it's everyone else's first time too. And if you're anywhere from 20 or up, you are basically starting a kid life on your own. Like, oh yeah, you're basically a kid. You're just now a kid with money. Uh, yeah, <laughs> and with responsibilities. Yeah, with responsibilities. <laughs> and uh, the stakes are just a tad bit higher. So high. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but uh, no, I hope this podcast was very informative on personal growth. Yes, I'm so mad at the other. Yeah, we it. we really did. Just was like we went in on it, guys. It was we were speaking facts on facts on facts. But it's okay. This one's very... I mean, we had the same kind of conversation. Yeah, but we went deeper into, like, a lot of it. Yeah, we had we had more time to talk with him. But if you guys love me and want to see me again, let me know. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I'll make sure to put all your uh, links on the yeah. page so people can find who you are. Mm -hmm. And if you want any digital media stuff done... There you go. She, she, can, she, can, she can help you out with I that stuff. I college student rates <laughs> college student rates two thousand an hour um yeah. <laughs> I made my loans back somehow <laughs> debt is a bit <laughs> yeah um uh, but i hope everyone has a great day and uh i hope your holiday experiences went well and for uh, whoever did not get to go to their families or get to experience a holiday just know uh i think about everyone and i hope everyone is doing well and uh, go buy yourself a slice of cake. Yeah, go 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 spoil yourself. <laughs> you know, the year is about to be over, so you're not gonna get a December again in 23. So that's true. Uh, but anyway, I hope everyone has a great day, great evening, or night, depending on when you're listening to the episode. I'm your host, Philip Tory, and this is Sydney Forger signing off, and see you guys in the next one. Toodles.